0: This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss.
1: Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host Dr. Heidi Horsley and I'm here today with my co-host and mom Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi mom.
2: Hi Heidi. Well, we're going to talk about an important important topic today because we're going to talk about strategies to help with grief, but a little different take for us because it's uh, uh the story is of a child uh who was premature and uh we haven't had too much of that on the show and uh it's uh, just kind of unacknowledged, don't you think, Heidi?
1: Absolutely. Yes, I do. I don't think there's enough acknowledgement, and there's enough t- the, uh, done, enough resources for people that have had infant infants die, premature infants die, miscarriages. I mean, also those those kind of things. And I mean, that's near and dear to my heart because, although I didn't give birth to my to my two children, they were miscarried. So I mean, there's it, it is a kind of it can be a very minimized, unacknowledged loss. And so we'll be talking to someone today that um, has had an experience and that is, you know, doing something to help other people.
2: Yeah, and she lives in our area of California, so I'm hoping to connect up with her more. But uh, her name's Catherine McNulty, and uh, you want to tell us about her, Heidi?
1: Sure. So um, like you said, Mom, we'll be talking about strategies to help with grief today, and our guest is Catherine McNulty. After losing her infant son, Catherine McNulty embarked on a journey to do more than just survive grief. She has created a framework to grief that disrupts conventional ways of looking at loss. She challenges her clients to step outside of a victim mindset and regain control of how they navigate grief. She is a grief coach, and she has written the book The Gifts of Grief, and her website is called Grief Inspired. Welcome to the show, Catherine.
3: Hi. So great to talk to you.
2: Great to have you on. Tell our uh,
3: audience a little bit about your journey and how you uh, how you became a grief coach. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So if the question is, did I did I grow up wanting to be a grief coach? The answer is absolutely not. It certainly wasn't something that I had planned. Um, I like so many others, I was, I was on the track. I was in my mid thirties. I was doing really well in my career and got to the point that I said, okay, well now it's time to have a family. And, um, so I, so I tried to get pregnant and, and I didn't expect anything to ever go wrong. Um, and I did have a early term miscarriage, uh, that sort of started my fertility journey. And then, um, about a year later, I went into preterm labor um at twenty seven weeks and um my son was born and we spent six weeks with him in the NICU wow. um before he passed away. Um and it was really for me it was really traumatic. Um it was one oh, that was very uh, very you write, you write so well about it in your book and I can
2: just see your husband looking through you and your husband looking through the glass. At the baby yeah I mean,
3: absolutely well it, and, and it is
2: so touching the way you take us uh through you know what this event meant to you and and uh, and you had to make the decision
3: uh to take the baby off the respirator right we did, we did we did make that decision, and it was very hard, but in the end, we decided you know what was the best for him, and to me sort of the ultimate gift of love and the true meaning of being a mother is to be able to put your child before yourself. And and that's what we did. Wow. Incredible. And then I was
2: telling Heidi, Heidi had to kind of laugh because, uh, the section where you talk, your husband says, oh, let's not do it again. Let's get a boat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. And Heidi, what did no, like, you say to
1: that? Kind of like, I, I said, I, I've said I've been down the boat road before. <laughs> I know where that leads, and it's not good. Because I told my husband, come hell or high water, my son's getting a sibling. Because I had secondary I had secondary infertility and, and many infertility years, and then I had two miscarriages in between all the infertility, and my husband definitely was on his way to the boat road. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you know what, Heidi, let's just, let's not do this. We're, we've gone through too much. It's too traumatic. Let's stop and quit while we're ahead. And I said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I want yeah, I another mean, child. Yeah, there's something
3: inside you that, yeah. that makes you want to keep going.
1: Yes, and in my story, I, I in 2006, flew to China and adopted a baby mm-hmm. daughter. And um, I have two children today, and... Yeah, so uh, my boat was going right to China. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How about you with your GoPro book? How do you have oh, a kid? Wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, for me, that was really, you know, there was a point where. I was really suffering and it was, I just didn't know how I was ever going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I was, there was one moment when I was attending support groups and it was a, a an infant support group for infant loss and the facilitator at the time was she brought in a cake to celebrate the five year anniversary of her child's passing. And what was so unusual to me was that she was a wreck. She was crying. And she was the one person that I was really looking up to for that glimmer of hope. Mm. And at that very moment, I just that's when I just said, you know, this is not going to define me. This is not who I want to be. This is not what the rest of my life is going to be about. Um, and so that's what started me on the grief coaching path. So, um, do you do you have other kids? I have a four-year-old little boy named Mason. Um, uh-huh. That yes. So we did. We kept going, and um, I was able to that. Was uh, conceive about... again after significant infertility challenges. And uh, I was on bed rest for the full for the full pregnancy um, to make sure that we didn't have another premature son. But um, he's happy and healthy. And like I said, we just celebrated his fourth birthday. And that that must have been a scary thing going mm-hmm. through that. Oh, it was very frightening. I mean, there's you know, there's that's another need sort of in the support industry to yeah. sort of support people after the loss for a subsequent pregnancy, right? Because the the whole thing is just terrifying, right? Because you know what can happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So so, so now, um, you started.
2: To, you said in the book, and Heidi it was very caught up in this. The fact that you found a therapist that could help you and she gave you some techniques that helped and some that didn't. And Heidi said, I wanna know, what were they? Yes,
1: I love this. (laughs) I love that there were some concrete tools. She she did more she listened, but she did she gave you some stuff, which I love. Yes, absolutely. And that was um, you know,
3: that was at the point where, you know, I actually went to her and I demanded, I said, look, I don't want to talk about my childhood. I, want to, I don't want to talk about, you know, the loss and, and just keep going through it. I said, I want things to get me through it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm actually in the process of creating a workbook and guide because I believe that you can take control of your grief, that there are things that you can do to navigate the process. And the majority of those things are held within you, right? Mm -hmm. So you already have what you need inside, um, but there are definitely tools and exercises that you can do to help sort of flush it out. And, you know, I always, always start with, you know, the most popular one is journaling. Mm -hmm. And, And what I tell my clients is that grief has to have a place to go. You can't hold it in. And so you need to find a way to get it out, and so um, I think journaling is a good way to do that, so when there's periods of overwhelming emotion um, to just start writing, even if it's just what we call stream of consciousness writing, where you just write whatever's going on in your head without any filter, um, that's very, very healing. Um, I
1: kept or to even the, just the, speaking I openly, kept feel
3: this right that's another one.
2: I kept a list of what I hated pe- that people said to me.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I like,
3: Absolutely. That. <laughs> I like well, that. And that. You know, and that's another tip that. So I have a DVD as well that that's I call 30 Days of Virtual Hugs." That's got thirty of these tips, and you know, and one of them is making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people, mm-hmm. because there's lots of very well-intentioned people. Who really do love you and they do care about you as you're grieving, but they just say some of the darndest things, <laughs> and it's really not helpful. So you really want to surround yourself with people who do get it and will actually be, you know, it's kind of helpful.
2: hard to get um, a baby, a premature baby. Exactly, because you, family members and everybody didn't.
1: Engage necessarily, and might not have and didn't know him, the baby, right. and that
2: kind of
3: thing. Yes, I mean absolutely. I mean, so so especially when it's an infant, that takes things to a whole new level because it freaks everybody out. People don't know what to do, they don't know what to say, and so, like you said, they they disengage.
1: Or, or, or I imagine like, they they disengage or say things like, "Well, Catherine, at least you can get pregnant. At least right. he was newborn." At least it was this and that, you know, any of those kind of things which you're still young
3: is a favorite.
1: Yes. You can have Mm -hmm, more kids. mm -hmm. I mean, those kind of things aren't helpful. Well they I mean well,
3: right, and so you know one of the things that that I teach my coaching clients is you know you need to be prepared for that mm-hmm. right, and realize that you know and learn how to well one, you could have a response to that, right, so preparing a response for when people say things <laughs> mm-hmm. um or you know or to just you know have it ready in your head so that when somebody says something like that, you're prepared, and so it's not quite as damaging um as if you don't expect it, because I think you also think that people are going to be really supportive and say things that are helpful, and that's their intent, but that's not what always happens. Mm
2: -hmm. So I just uh, recently, the other day, talked to uh, a relative of mine who's had three miscarriages, and one of them was quite far along, and she looks terrified. And, you know, it's like, what can I do? What can I do? What's next? You know, we have to do in vitro. And and she is so, intent, you know, and I don't think, I just got the feeling she hasn't even stopped to grieve the loss.
3: Mm. Yeah, and that's. That's really hard because we do. We sort of, you know, when it comes to pregnancy and our fertility lifetime, mm-hmm. we start to think, you know, for me, I was I was getting closer to what I consider the end, right? I was entering my 40s, and everybody tells you once you get to 40, you know, it's you might as well just give it up because yeah. it's over. And, um, you know, so part of it, you know, in terms of the strategies, another strategy is really, you know, finding ways to do different forms of what I call massive self-care, right, Mm -hmm. because you have experienced a loss. And so, you know, I encourage people to do visualization techniques. I encourage people to do meditation, to really just kind of stop and be still. Um, We have a tendency to overanalyze things. And so when we're analyzing things, we're thinking about what things should happen, and we're judging what we're thinking Um, And so there's a different way of looking at it, and it's really stopping and and observing what is it that you are feeling and what do you need. Instead of saying, well, I should be feeling this, say to yourself, well, what am I feeling, you know, and what do I need right now? Maybe it's rest. Maybe it's, you know, a distraction. Maybe it's, you know, a day at the spa to just, you know, hide from the world and chill out. Whatever that is, uh, I think that's an important Strategy
2: to use now now, one of the things in this day of technology you are turning a lot of yourself over to the medical community, I would assume, yes, and how is that? How yeah, that so that's for you? going
3: really well. I mean, it's definitely um you know we're 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 working with different organizations to you know really teach some of these things um you know meditation has become very you know very much mainstream but people don't know how to do it they haven't tried to do it so really just having folks like me who can help facilitate those sorts of things you know at different support groups or at conferences or um, you know, in just small speaking venues, and you know, I work with churches and things. Um, that's really useful. So it's and you're really... saying you need to get yourself maybe with uh,
2: somebody, a therapist who who can hold your hand while you go through all these medical things that are going on now.
3: I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Are you
2: would you suggest that? I mean, people have to go through a lot of medical procedures, procedures now if they've had a loss, right? You know, oh, if they want to yes, get pregnant absolutely. again. yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, just in trying to get pregnant again, yeah, for and sure. and the fear and, um, and going through yeah, this so, alone. Yeah, I mean, definitely I, having, you know, whether it be sort of a therapist or, you know, a grief coach, um, really somebody who understands the process and can talk you through it um, and really just be a sounding to, so, and and a place where it's free of judgment. I mean, I think you know, especially for me when I was grieving and when I was trying to get pregnant again, Mm -hmm. and I was going to fertility clinics, there are things that your mind does to you and things that you think about and you wonder, right? And you ask yourself, am I going crazy? Am I justified in thinking this? Like, is this right? You know, is this normal? So being able to talk to someone, that understands the space, who understands what you've gone through, you know whether it be a therapist, a coach, a clergy member, you know whoever that is, can really you know help you um, yeah. and so I highly highly encourage that i mean you know it's it I find it it's crazy to me we will easily very easily we we hire somebody to do our taxes, mm-hmm. we hire a personal trainer to help us lose weight or yeah. become stronger. But when we grieve and we have a loss or we're in times when we're, you know, going through, you know, in vitro or whatever that is to, you know, these are the most important moments of our lives. And yet we do it alone.
1: Yeah. And we don't and we don't want to spend the money because I'm a psychologist in private practice. And I see the same thing, Catherine. And like you said, it's very anxiety provoking to be going through um, losses of, of infants and miscarriages and infertility. And, you know, then you go to the medical community, and they tell you that you're AMA, advanced maternal age at 35, and then that adds to your anxiety. And then you, I got to a point in my own journey where I almost felt like I had a terminal illness because I was mm-hmm. being poked yeah. and prodded and given blood, and it went on and on and on and on. And for me, I finally got to the point, you know, people say, when do I know that it's time to stop? And I said, it's very individual. You know, Mm -hmm. you really got it. Like you said, it's helpful to have a therapist with you so you can know to push on or in my case to get a plane ticket. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's there's many, many ways to bring children into our lives. For me, it ended up finally being adoption. Um, But like you said, it's 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 anxiety provoking. And then, like you said, you're grieving because you're grieving not only the baby, but you're grieving the future you thought you were going to have. And you're Absolutely. grieving the fact that your body is you feel like at times your body's letting you down there's just it's very complicated, so I love that you're out there doing this work,
3: oh yeah, well, right, and it's you know, and then as women, we all have jobs now, right, right. and exactly. we have careers and we have husbands, and we've got stuff going on, and so it's just one more thing that gets added to our to do list <laughs>
1: exactly right exactly. and it's
3: just yeah,
1: now, I know that in your book, you really <laughs> talked a lot about do not be alone. Right. Can you say a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is sort of
3: what's really, really critical Um, after loss, whether it be miscarriage or infant loss or even infertility. I mean, it's it's really lonely and it's lonely. A lot of it is because people don't talk about, well, people, one, people don't talk about grief, but two, people don't talk about infant loss at all, mm-hmm. um, or child loss or miscarriage. And so because of that, we don't know where the resources are and we don't know that it's okay to talk about it. And so, you know, one of my biggest, long-term goals is to di- disrupt that notion and to make grief and grieving mainstream, because at some point in our lives, we're all going to grieve, right? It's a hundred percent universal. And it's guaranteed that if you haven't grieved someone close to you yet, it's going to happen and probably not in the t- new too distant future. Mm-hmm. And so why are we not all talking about it? Why are we not all supporting each other? Um, why are there not, you know, there should be support centers on every corner like there's a Seven Eleven. 11 I right. mean, that's just what I think. And so it's, you know, twofold for me. Is One is we need to teach ourselves. We need to take responsibility for it, and we need to teach ourselves and take responsibility for saying, I need support. Like, I can't do this alone, and I shouldn't have to do it alone. And then, two, when it happens someone to someone that you know, Right, it's your responsibility to learn how to really support them, and it's not the kind of support saying, "Well, at least you can have another baby." Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's saying, "Okay, I'm really uncomfortable, and I don't know what to say with you for you, or I have no, you know, I don't even know what to do, but I'm here, and I want to just spend some time with you. So, if you want to talk about it, I'm here for you." Right? right, it's a completely different shift. So I that's, love that's that. That's what I'm really. You know, working toward, and that's what my my biggest mission and dream is.
1: So, Catherine, I know that you are a grief coach, and how do people out there get a hold of you if they want to work with you?
3: Um, so they can easily go to my website. So it's griefinspired com. There is a big pink "Start Here" button. Um, there's a coaching page as well um so that's the best way to get a hold of me and there's a you know there's an online um you can just put your name and your email in there and it'll go directly to me and i can get a hold of them that way
1: fabulous and how do they get your book the gifts of grief
3: uh so you can find it on amazon um just go to amazon and search under Catherine mcnulty and it will pop right up
1: well great well thank you so much Catherine, and thanks for all you're doing for everybody to give them strategies and help them through their grief process
2: thank Thanks you so Catherine. much good to talk to you you too Heidi important topic
1: yes it is I'm so glad that she's building awareness for something that is so important and that so many people out there have struggled with
2: Mhm. and the gift of the gifts of grief is a great read um, do more than survive grief it's a uh, not a long book it's you know
1: I don't know. Let me see how many pages. Fifty three. Forty plus three pages. pages. Okay, forty three, that's great.
2: Yeah, and uh it's a it's a quick read and it's very interesting, but there are so many gems in it. So get that book and please uh tell everyone about opentohope dot com. We've got so many resources that are all tagged for content, thousands of articles, radio shows, television shows, and we would love to have you visit us at open to dot com. And as Heidi and I always wanna say if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own, and God bless.
0: You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Doctors Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.